On the Pasuk of Ayoyim HaShmini, Yimel B'saro Losoi, Chazal learn out, Medrash tells us, the Gemara tells us, that a bris milah could only take place during the day and not at night. Now, from the fact that this is learned out in this parsha, in Parsha's Tazuriyah, this tells us that this is a halacha that only started after Matan Torah, as opposed to the halachas of bris, which we're told before Matan Torah that Avraham Avinu is told about. In fact, even according to the second source that's brought for this halacha of having a bris during the day, that's going to be only as far as a bris milah that's done on the eighth day. However, a bris that is done not on the eighth day, we would also learn out from our parsha that this could be done only during the day and not at night. So the bottom line is that a bris at to be before matan Torah would have been able to be done at night, according to one opinion, any type of bris, or at least a bris that's not in time, could definitely be done at night before Matan Torah. So why this difference? Why would there be a difference before Matan Torah and after Matan Torah? In order to understand this, the Rebbe prefaces this by bringing a medrash regarding the time that the Yidden were in Mitzrayim, and they not necessarily were having a bris, many of them. And the Medrash goes on to say how Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu about making the carbon Pesach. The Abishta made a special miracle bringing the winds from all the different directions that carried the beautiful, great smell and aroma of the carbon Pesach of Moshe Rabbeinu to all of the Yidden. And they came running to Moshe asking, please give us from the carbon Pesach. Moshe Rabbeinu told them, someone who does not have a brisk and not have Part of the carbon Pesach, they went immediately and had a bris, they were able to have part of the carbon Pesach. What follows from this is that they actually had their bris milah at night. Now, even though we just said before Matan Torah that would have been okay, the question nevertheless becomes, why would Hashem have caused it that it should be in this particular way that the bris milah should be specifically at night? Hashem should have, surely could have caused the same idea should have happened by day as well. Now the truth of the matter is, one of the Mepharshim on the Medrash, the Yefei Toyar, tries to explain that the Brismila did take place. All of this took place before nightfall. And he says, if it was nightfall, we have two problems. Number one, it's Yom Tif, and you can't have a bris on Yom Tif if it's not Bizman, if it's not in the right time on the eighth day. Number two, it's night time. But the Rebbe has a problem with this. The Rebbe says in the Medrash, it's quite clear that the Moshe Rabbeinu was already sitting and eating the Karban Pesach together with those Eden that were able to, were already sitting and eating the carbon Pesach at night, so clearly it was at night. As far as the, the things that the Yufei Toyar says about having a bris at night and on Yom Tif, well, as far as the bris is, at night is concerned, we just established already that it's not a problem having a bris at night before Matan Torah. As far as Yom Tif is concerned, well, first of all, according to many, there was no Isser of Melocha on Yom Tif back in Mitzrayim. And furthermore, even according to the opinion that it would have been also to do any malacha and therefore it would be a problem seemingly to have a bris on the night of Yom Tif. However, in this particular case, it wouldn't have been a problem anyways because they would have been doing the bris milo with a shinui as the Rebbe is about to prove. With a shinui, and once it's done with a shinui, it's not considered a malacha and midoi raisa, that would have been okay. How does the Rebbe prove this? The Rebbe says that the Medrash says on the Pasuk, that kulom achuzei cherev melumdei molchama ishchar bo yal yerechoi 
Each man was Malumde Muhammad, there were warriors, each man with a sword on his thigh, etc. The Medrash says that when Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidin about having a bris, each man grabbed his own sword and gave himself a bris. And the Rebbe asks, first of all, why is it relevant, both in the Pasuk and in the Medrash that discusses it, that it was done with a sword? Why is it relevant that it was their own sword? Says the Rebbe, this is answering what we just spoke about, this idea that how were they able to have it on Yom Tov because it was done with a shinui, that is, a cherev, a sword, is not exactly a regular knife that you're going to be using for a bris milah. And because it's done with a shinui, that's why they were allowed to do it. Because it's not being done with a regular sort of knife. Ah, you might come along and say, maybe we're speaking about over here a special sword. It's being, we're using the term sword, but we mean a knife for milah. The term cherev is just being used, but it is actually a cherev, a knife of milah. In some psukim we find that expression to use a cherev for the milah. Says the Rebbe, but it says ishchar boy, each person used his own sword. These are the malum de Muhammad, the warriors, people going out to war, these are the swords of war. And this is what they're using for brismilah, so clearly it's not being done in the regular way, the regular knife, and that's why that wouldn't have been a problem on Yom Tov. In summary, bottom line, what we're, we're holding is that, yes, they were able to do the brismilah on Yom Tov, as we just said, First of all, either there was no malacha at all a problem. It's not a idz, no isr, malacha, or it was done with a shinui. They're allowed to do it at night because it's before matan Torah. So the question again is, if they did do it at night, why? Why did Hashem cause that it should be specifically at night? Now some want to answer that the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim had a different gather, a different din. It was as the Pasuk says, Velaylo kayoim yoyer. It's a night that shines like day. It had a din similar to daytime. Special Leil Shimurim and so on and so forth. The only problem with that is there are certain mitzvahs that need to be done at night, like the eating of the carbon Pesach and Matzah and so on. Clearly they have to be done at night. So is it day or night? So the Rebbe in this Sikha teaches us and learns that it's only as far as the Brismila was concerned that it has the halachic status of daytime. But the question is why? Why Mila specifically? So in order to explain this, the Rebbe, in order to explain this, the Rebbe tells us that we know that the whole idea of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is about going out of limitations. Alpiteva, Yidin weren't able to get out of Mitzrayim. A slave couldn't escape. Even Beruchni is the Yidin were in the worst and lowest levels of Tumah. So how do you go out of nature? How do we leave all of these limitations? This all starts off when the limitations are nullified within the spiritual realm, within Seder Ishtashlus, through a much greater Oyer of Hashem that's higher than all of Ishtashlus, that allows for all of these limitations to fall away. And since, as we know, everything starts off with Torah, that means in Torah itself something similar is happening, that some of these limitations and boundaries are falling apart because of a greater light that's even higher than that which is usually within Torah. Says the Rebbe, this is why the mitzvah of Mila was then at night. In other words, not according to the limitations of Torah, because of this greater Gilui, and as a result of this, this is also nullifying all of the limitations within Ishtal Shalos. And it ends up causing the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, even in the physical, literal sense. Now we know that everything, everything starts off first with the Avoida of Yidin themselves acting in such a way. And this is the idea of the Bris Mila. Bris Mila also represents... 
the concept of going out of limitations. Brismila, as we know, is a bris oilum, an everlasting, an eternal bond with Hashem, meaning not limited to time and so on, going out of all sorts of limitations. And the same thing is the idea of the Pesach, is the concept of diluk, of going out of limitations. In fact, the Rebbe explains over here that it's these two mitzvahs specifically where we find that only these mitzvahs are saved, there is an element of kores. The Rebbe goes on to explain, I'm not going to get into it right now, that it's again connected to this idea because of the extreme idea of these two mitzvahs, which are completely higher than Ishtal Shalos. And therefore, the Gilui of Elayla Kayyam Yoyin, as we said before, that it's specifically this night, we're counting it as day, it's specifically in regards to Mitzvah Smila, which we just explained, the Mitzvah Smila means to go out of the limitations and having this eternal bond with Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we'll come to understand also why we say that specifically before Matan Torah is the time we're able to have it at night. Because this idea of going out of all limitations, this sort of idea of going from one extreme to the other, from the Tachlus of Tumah, of Memtes Shari Tumah, to the extent that now they're able to receive the greatest Giluyim of Hashem, Nigla Melech Malche Amlachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu. this is specifically before Matan Torah, when there is this tremendous gap from where they were and where they're trying to get. And therefore, there's also no difference between day and night, because all of these limitations are over. Whereas after Matan Torah, yes, a bris is a very, very great idea, and a very great thing, but it's still going from one level of Kedusha to another level of Kedusha. It's all levels within Ishtashlis, and there we say there's also a difference, therefore we say there's also a difference between day and night, and so on. The Rebbe concludes with Ahirah. Every day as we know, we're taught in Chassidus, we need to go out of our previous limitations to a higher level. The concept of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So we need to know that we have absolutely nothing getting in our way. There is no limitations, there's no boundaries, even of Kedusha. And certainly not the kind of limitations that are similar to day or night. Where a person might say, I have great light and revelation by me, or I'm in a state of darkness. Surely not things like the person is too tired or that he has various different desires and so on and so, so forth. None of these things stand in the way. Rather, he takes out his cherev, his charbo, he takes out his sword. He circumcises himself and connects with an everlasting bond with the Abishta forever and ever.